Well, good morning. Man, can you believe that the year is half over already? It's hard to imagine, isn't it? And this weekend, we celebrate the 4th of July. We celebrate Independence Day. And what do we really do on this weekend and today? We celebrate the freedom of our country. We celebrate the, the freedom that we can live in and just the freedom that we can just simply come to a church service like this and have the freedom to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I believe that a couple years ago, I had said this last night, a couple years ago I had the opportunity to go to Ethiopia. And various things hit me while I was over there. But this one, I wasn't expecting really. That probably multiple times a day when I was in this third world country with needy people and needy everything over there, this, this thought kept coming back to me every single day, multiple times a day. Wow, how blessed am I? How blessed am I to be born in the United States of America? I mean, just that thought, just that thought kept blowing me away. Just how blessed am I in the opportunities I have just because I was born in this country. And just as I say, we are all extremely blessed. I think also, not only are we blessed, but I believe there's a huge responsibility for us as Americans because we have that opportunity. And I'm not even just saying opportunity um, or responsibility, you know, uh, I don't know how I'm going to say this, I, just a responsibility as people. And to live out what God's called us to do because we have the freedom to walk out all those things that God called us to do without any oppression or anything coming against us. We have the freedom to do those things. And we also can never forget that freedom comes with a cost, does it not? Whether it's in your own personal life, whether it's things you're doing, or in the, the country that was founded on freedom. Our freedom was paid there was a price to be paid for that, right? Because there was real people living real lives with real families that paid the ultimate sacrifice and lost their lives so that you and I can today in 2021 walk in that freedom that those people died for. And un unfortunately, I guess, the, the, we can walk in freedom for the, the people, the men and women in our armed forces that are still putting their life on the line so that you, can, you and I can walk in that freedom. So today, we're going to talk about freedom. But we're not going to talk about freedom, and you know what I just said, is for a country. We're going to talk about freedom in our own individual lives. Because as, as you know, we, we may live in a country that's free, and we may be able to live in a country that's free to do these things, but that just because living in a country that is free doesn't mean that my own individual life that I'm necessarily going to live in the freedom that God has called me to live in. There's a difference there. And don't get me wrong, just like there's a price to pay for our freedom as a country, there's a price to pay as us as individuals. We have to fight for that freedom. Because there is, there is a living enemy that is trying to thwart any progress we have towards that freedom. There's an enemy in our lives that is trying to stop any momentum we have in living out in freedom, living in peace, developing an ongoing relationship, a personal relationship 
with Jesus Christ. But I believe that true freedom is what Jesus has called us to walk in. Believe it or not, we can live, we can live our daily lives where there's no anxiety, no stress, no pressure to perform. We can live in freedom. And I know that sounds weird, and I'm not saying all those things are never going to happen, but that pressure, stress, anxiety, feeling that I have to perform, those are all outside circumstances coming our way. Because what happens is we, we live in a world that is always comparing us to others or telling us what's right from wrong or telling us what's true and what's not true when we know what the truth is. And the truth is in this book. And there's a world that is moving faster and faster and faster trying to come against that truth. And like I said, there's a real enemy trying to stop us, and we need to be aware of that. In Peter, 1 Peter 5 and 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, lion seeking whom who sorry seeking whom he may devour. And you may not want to think of your life like this, but it's a spiritual world that we live in. And we have to be aware of what's going on in the spiritual realm. Now I can't just go on with my life and walk through and all this this stuff come in by and say, "Oh, that's, I guess that's just the way it is. I just I'm going to accept it." That's not the way God's called us to live. We have to be aware and know that there's a devil trying to prevent us from doing that. Now, as soon as I say that, don't, don't go overboard and walk around and think everything is a spiritual attack. Right? Not everything is a spiritual attack. Right? And I hear people say, boy, the devil, the devil's really attacking my health. Man. No, no, no you just sneezed. <laughs> You're fine. Now, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the devil isn't attacking your health at times, but you have to, you have to understand what's going on. Or you might say, man, my, my, the devil is really coming against me. My finances are a mess. Maybe. But there's probably a higher likelihood that you're mismanaging your finances or you're not tithing, which is a godly principle that, that's the way it works. Or you might say, hey, my marriage is a mess. The devil is really doing a number on my marriage. Maybe he is. But chances are, you're probably not spending appropriate time with your wife or treating her the way she should be treated. All these things. Or you say, boy, man, I'm having a hard time at work. My boss is really coming down on me. The devil's really attacking me. Maybe. It might be because you show up a half hour late and you leave 45 minutes early. <laughs> right? I can use example after example after example. But we have to be aware of, hey, when is the devil attacking me? Or when am I just not doing what I should be supposed to be doing? I'm talking to somebody out there, right? But the enemy is real. But here's the difference. And remember that, if you're taking notes, remember this. The enemy is real, but his lies are not. The enemy is real, 
but his lies or not. And what happens to us as Christians, we all do it. I have to fight against this. We, we have a, a, the enemy tries to tell us a lie, and we start to believe it. And we accept that counterfeit as truth, and we fall into temptation. But we have to remember the enemy is real, but his lies are not. And I say all this because I hope today that as we celebrate our nation's freedom and our country's freedom, that we can capture some freedom in our own life and walk the way God's calling us to walk with true freedom and true peace. And I understand I'm talking to lots of people and we're all at a different phase of that journey. You could be hearing me thinking, man, my entire life is a mess. I've had, I have no freedom. I have no peace. I have no, no every, everything is stressful. Everything's, I'm anxious. Or you're saying, you know what? I do have freedom. I do walk in peace. But I do know that there's just this one thing that's nagging me. Or this one thing that I'm really not all in with Christ. I'm at the very edge of the cliff. But for some reason, when push comes to shove, I just can't take that leap. And those are two ends of the strip vector, maybe. And I think all of us are in there somewhere. And I believe that if we apply what God's going to show us today, we can walk in true freedom and walk in true peace the way he's designed us to do. Just think about that. Can you imagine can you imagine living your life with peace, with freedom, no matter what's going on around you, no matter what the circumstances are coming your way? So today, I'm gonna, the message is about true freedom, how you can live in true freedom. Three points for you. Number one, freedom comes from the truth. True freedom comes from the truth. This book, this is the truth. It's the beginning, the middle, and the end. This is the truth. You've probably heard the old saying, you never have to recover from a good start, right? You never have to recover from a good start. When we start our lives in this truth, you'll never have to recover. Now, also, the other awesome thing about this truth is no matter where you are in your life, and no matter what mistake you've made or what mistake you think you've made or, or however far you think you are from God, you can always come back to the truth and start over. When we live our lives, whether it's a spiritual thing or an unspiritual thing, in order to get where you're going, you always have to start with the truth. Because if you don't start with the truth, you're always, going to be, you're always going to be operating from a place that's untrue. You're always going to be operating from a place that's farther from where you want to be. And when you don't start from the truth, every decision you make, what happens? It's getting you farther and farther and farther away from the truth. Farther and farther and farther away from, from where God has called you to be and the calling that he's placed on your life and the things that he's called you to do. So where does this truth come from? If you have your Bibles today, you can turn it to the book of John, chapter 8, and I'm going to start in verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, 
If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered and said to him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. If the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. That's the truth. If I could add anything to that sentence, I would then put a comma and say, end of story. End of story. Because the freedom and the truth I'm talking about today, it's free. It's free. It's the, it's the story of the cross. And when we talk about truth today... I'm not talking about a general truth. I'm talking about the truth. I'm talking about the truth, not a general truth. And when we read these words, this is the truth that we can set a standard by. We can live our lives by. When we read these words, here's what I would say in my opinion. Two things happen. And in this context, only two things. When I read this word, People read this word, two things happen. One, it changes your heart. It changes your heart to do what God's calling us to do. The only other thing that can happen, number two, is it causes some sort of internal conflict. An internal conflict that eventually leads to, number one, a changed heart. Or, or I don't know how to say this other way, any other way, or you will be stuck in that internal conflict conflict for the rest of your life. It'll never go away. It'll never go away because each and every one of us has a vacuum, a, some sort of size hole right in the middle of us that only Jesus can fill. That only Jesus can fill. And I think every single one of us can raise our hand and say, you know what? He's probably right because I've tried it all out there I've done it all. I've maybe achieved it all. I've had this level of success, that level of success. And there's always something missing if we're not walking into what God has called us to do. And there's always going to be two opposing views. Like I said earlier, there's always going to be an enemy. And it comes down to, is it good or bad? Peace or anxiety, fear or faith? always going to be those forces come against us. We have to know the truth. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's pretty simple, right? You, you could have almost any question you could ever have in a spiritual sense, and that would answer it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's why I'm throwing a lot of scriptures at you here today because I think this, this topic is so important and the Bible has so many scriptures that are so powerful yet so simple. And sometimes what a guy like me does 
up here preaching is I confuse you with my commentary. Right? I mean, what else, what else can I add to that scripture? Galatians 5.1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. We have to stand up. We have to fight for our freedom. We have to be freedom fighters in a way. You know, you hear that term when they're, you know, countries are being oppressed or they're being overflowed. There'll be a group of, a faction of freedom fighters fighting for the freedom. And sometimes nowadays that's a negative term, but, you know, back in the American Revolution, we had freedom fighters, people that stood up for our freedom as a country. We have to be freedom fighters for our own life. And say, all this stuff that's coming against me, I am standing fast in the truth. I am standing straight and upright in the truth of God. I'm fighting for my own freedom. If you look at Paul in Galatians, Apostle Paul, I believe, was one of the greatest freedom fighters of all time. The fight that he was putting up, even in this time, it can lead to us walking in our freedom today. Because Paul, Paul carried the banner of living in freedom. Paul fought the fight for grace and freedom. Because see, Paul took the Galatians back then to task for not listening to him in, in, in freedom. They, they, wanted, they wanted everybody to measure up to the law still. Measure up to the law. Do we do this? Do we do that? Are we following the law perfect? As Paul's saying, that's not what it's all about. It's about grace alone and faith alone. And why was it so, so important to Paul? Because I believe that it was so important to Paul because once Paul tasted spiritual freedom, he was never turning back. Once Paul had a taste of what real freedom in Christ looked like, he was never turning back. Galatians chapter 2. Starting in verse 1. And sorry, guys, I think I, have, I gave you a wrong. Uh, I'm going to the New King James Version. I apologize. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation and communicated to them that the gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was helping me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And this occurred because of the false brethren secretly brought in who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. To whom we did not yield submission even for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Paul, Paul was adamant about talking about this grace. And the Galatians are trying to not knock him off his game, so to speak, and get him back on the law. And he says, we will not have any of this. That's, that's, that's bondage to the people. See, he understood that true salvation was by grace alone. That true freedom 
was in that personal relationship. And here's what happened. Paul was so adamant about this that any suggestion of the law being necessary for salvation, Paul calls it a few chapters earlier, a different gospel. He's so serious. He's saying, we're not even talking about the same thing. We're not even talking about the same gospel. That salvation is free. All your works don't amount to anything. They could be great things. Right? Your salvation, you can do nothing to earn that salvation. Hey, you can, you can come to the church every day of the week and volunteer. You, you can rack up thousands of volunteers. You could be the volunteer of the year. And I would support that. <laughs> but guess what? It, it's not going to earn your salvation. It's not going to get you into heaven. It's not going to allow you to walk in true freedom or true peace. Number two, true freedom is living in peace. This may be a complete shocker to you, complete shocker to you, but God's will for our lives is to live in peace, to live in peace where the things of this world, the circumstances of this world, although they will be tough to deal with, and it's not like they're going to go away, but they can't rock our inner world. They can't affect who we are and our relationship with Jesus Christ. And when I talk about true peace, here's what it is not. It is not, man, you know what? I, I, I've had a great day so far. I woke up. I had some coffee. I had a nice breakfast. I drove to church. It was sunny outside. I saw some friends at church. Worship was great. Man, I've had a pretty good day. That's a great thing, but... Doesn't mean you're living in peace. Or you, and it, what, it, it is also not, man, I, it's the first of the month and I paid off, or I paid my mortgage bill this month, I paid my car bill this month. Man, this is, ah, this is peace. That's not true peace. That's relief. <laughs> right? It all comes in. All kinds of forms. You can say, man, I just, I just bought that brand new house I've always be wanted. I've always wanted. Now, now I can live in peace. That's gratitude. That's just being happy for a moment. What I'm talking about is a heavenly peace that is day in, day out, no matter what's going on in your life. It's the kind of peace that God gives to us. So how do we get there? How do we live in peace? Well, I'm glad you asked. John chapter 14. Verse 27, another just verse that is so simple, yet so powerful. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Peace is God's gift. To us. This verse, verse 27, it talks about the context of the peace, the confidence of his peace, the contrast of his peace, and the condition 
of his peace. The confidence of his peace. The confidence of his peace is knowing that no matter what those circumstances you're facing, no matter what's coming against you, that he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and that he is working on your behalf. The context of his peace is just that he is the creator. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the alpha, the omega. The contrast of his peace is just what he said. There's no fear in his peace. The way of the world is driven by fear. There's no fear in the peace of God. And finally, the condition of his peace. And this is the most important one. The condition of his peace is that he died on that cross. He was buried, rose again. That's it. That's the condition of his peace. There's nothing we need to live up to. There's no boxes that we need to check. There's nothing we need to accomplish. He did it all. And what's interesting about this peace of God is many times when we're really living in peace, it makes no sense. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God and let the peace of God and let the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ. This is a surefire way to know that you're really living in the peace of God. Is when things are crumbling around you, you're facing adversity all over the place, and you can still say, I'm walking in peace. As many of you know, my father-in-law passed away two months ago, and the entire time during that time, my wife would always say, as traumatic as it was, my wife would always say, I've never lost my peace. I never lost my peace. I never lost my peace. Linda Miner, one of our staff people in Jerseyville, she lost her mom earlier this week, and I've talked to Linda multiple times this week. And every time I spoke to Linda, obviously she was devastated. She just lost her mom. So she's devastated in a time of mourning, and that's all appropriate. But every time I talked to Linda, she would say almost exactly what my wife would say. She would say, but I still have my peace. I still have my peace. That's when you know you're walking in peace. And just this week, my wife was, uh, my, and I think it was actually when I was preparing for this message, so it's actually going to sound uh, even worse about what I'm going to say about myself. <laughs> But my wife said, she was talking about, she was actually talking about the peace that she has and how, how Jesus is comforter and better. And she said, hey, when your dad died, well, she was telling me all these ways that God was showing up real to her in the last two months. And she said, hey, when your dad died, because my dad passed away a long time ago, uh, she said, when your dad died, wasn't it awesome how Jesus was showing up all the time? Like, did, 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 did you sense that like I am right now? And I thought to myself, uh, no. 
And she's like, well, you don't ever remember times where Jesus was showing you things and giving you signs? And I thought to myself, no. But here's what I realized while I was preparing for this message on peace. (laughs) I realized that my wife and I, in that traumatic time in our life, that could have been similar, losing a, a parent, we were coming from two different angles. Now, I will defend myself and say she could handle it more appropriately because she's older now, and I was 23 at the time. But we came from two different angles. So God was certainly showing me those same things way back when, but guess what the difference was? I wasn't listening. I wasn't walking in peace. She she is. And instead of walking in that peace that I should have been, here's what my mind frame was at the time. Instead of, as my wife was looking for those things to God to to reassure her peace and lift her up, my, my attitude at the time Was it, you know what, my dad just died, so now I'm backed into a corner, I'm going to fight out. Or, I had two thoughts. That thought, or the second one, which is basically the same thing, my dad just died, now it's me against the world. That's not, you, you may not be a rocket scientist in here to figure out that that's not walking in peace. And even to this day, 20 plus years later, and I'm much more spiritual now. But guess what happens? And this is the way the the enemy works. This is the way his lies work. That even though I'm much more spiritual now, I know how to walk in true freedom. I know how to walk in true peace. When things start to hit me hard, when I face a lot of adversity, When I face a lot of things not going my way, guess what the enemy tries to trick me with? He tries to send me back there, and he tries to get me to to think of, you know what? You're backed against the wall again. Fight out. And we all do that from time to time. And I give you that example to say that sometimes... The enemy is going to start to infiltrate your mind, but you have the power to stop that. Because as soon as I say, you know what, I'm backed backed in that corner again, now I can just go go to the word. I can go to the truth because I know what the truth is. I know where my freedom lies. I know where my peace lies. Amen? Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he Trust you. Trust the Lord forever. Trust the Lord forever. You know, when you think about it, we're, 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 trust, we're trusting people. But many times, we trust everything that's going on out there versus trusting the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Do we not? We do. We trust things we shouldn't trust. I'll prove it to you. Tonight, July 4th, everybody's going to be setting off fireworks, Right? You parents that have little kids, you're going to trust your kids playing with fire. (laughs) 
Will you not? Come on, John. I know you will. I mean, don't look at me like, huh? Yeah. 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 He's probably like, bro, you should have been with me last night. <laughs> right? And not only are you going to trust your kids, you know, setting off fireworks, playing with fire, running around with those sparklers, right? You're going to trust other kids playing with fire, meeting up with your kids to play with fire. But somehow we won't trust the Bible promises that God lays out for us from time to time. Number three, true freedom is a choice. True freedom is a choice. And this one is a hard one to swallow because this is entirely up to us. It's our choice. Are we going to choose Jesus or the enemy, good versus bad, the word of the Bible versus the word of the world? We live in true freedom when we choose Jesus. And this is a daily decision we make. We make these decisions day by day, moment by moment. God created human beings the freedom of choice, not robots, right? And when it comes down to it, we can talk about true freedom, what it means, true peace, what it means. But at the end of the day... We have to choose. And when you think about it, this, this offer, Jesus' offer of peace, there's only three decisions you can make. You can ignore it, you can debate it, or you can accept it. You can ignore it, meaning you, you can act like you didn't understand a word that I said today. You can act like today never happened. You could act like you, you didn't hear any of these scriptures. So you can ignore it, and that, that's not going to get you to walk in true freedom. You can debate it. You can say, you know what? I heard what he said in here. But I'm going to offer up a different way to salvation. I'm going to offer up a different way to true freedom. I'm going to offer up a different substitution to peace. And that's not going to work. And quite frankly... You, you've probably tried that, and you got to where you are today. Or you can just receive it, and you can accept Jesus Christ for who he is, what he's done for us, and what he is going to do. When we know the truth, when we know where it comes from, the truth He'll set you free. Pastor Guy, you can come up. This entire book, this entire book, from Genesis to Revelation, from the first page to the last page, it all points to the same thing. Living in true freedom. Living in true peace accepting a free gift where sin is no longer in command of our life, where we can walk in faith. When we choose Christ, we are choosing freedom. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. But here's what happens. 
is that God, in his almighty plan, he lays it all out. Lays it all out, which I've tried to lay out a small portion of it this morning. But at the end of the day, he demands a decision from us. He demands a conversion. He demands a commitment from us. He demands us to decide what are we choosing? Are we choosing him? Are we choosing the world? Because he is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. Stand as we pray. Father, Lord, I just thank you so much for what you're doing in this place. Lord, we thank you for your free gift of freedom, your free gift of peace, your free gift of salvation. And Lord, I pray that people all over this place, no matter where they're at, Lord, that right now they're taking a stand for their freedom. They're taking a stand for their peace. Lord, they're making a decision to come to you. Lord, they're making a commitment to the truth, to you. Lord, I just pray for these people, Lord, as, as they may be in the valley of decisions. Lord, I don't know what each person is dealing with. Lord, I don't know what the decisions they're making, but you do. Lord, and I pray that we here are as a people that as we make those decisions, we are making a confirmation of those decisions as we walk out our life and we follow you and we make your name famous. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship before we leave. There's joy in the morning Springing up into my soul There's life worth living Call me true freedom who the sun sets free is what free indeed amen i choose to accept i'm not going to ignore a debate so take that with you today be blessed and have a great weekend we love you guys